Hello friends and welcome to the Yours Truly podcast. My name is Naomi and Yours Truly is a personal guide to unapologetically journeying through life. So today I'm really excited because I have your favourite confidence coach, the founder of Confident and Killing It, Tiwa Lola with me today. And we're going to talk about confidence, self-love, shifting your mindset, self-esteem and overcoming personal fears. So I'm going to start off with one of your quotes. Okay. I, I love many of your quotes and I'm a quote lover. Um, but the first one that I want to talk about is you spoke about confidence isn't a destination. It's a muscle you have to build and work on every day. So if you feel that you're not confident enough, don't accept that. Put in the work and start building yourself up. And I love that for Thank so you. many reasons. <laughs> um, but did becoming confident come to you overnight? Was it a process? Did you have to go through something? Like, how did you get to this point in building your brand, but also just being confident in who you are, what you stand for, and your whole truth? Mm, yeah, Um Definitely not overnight. I don't think anyone is like born with confidence mm. or just wakes up one day and they're like, yeah, I'm killing it. Like it really does not work like that. I actually had really bad low self-esteem when I was a teenager and I really struggled with like my thought life in terms of like, my, I just always had such negative thoughts and not necessarily about myself, but just about life in general and people and just like, it was just not a happy place in my mind. And I was quite insecure care about my body and I always used to compare my body to my sisters and it just made me feel really miserable so it wasn't until I had this like monumental like pivotal moment in my life where I learned that your mind is a battlefield of conflicting forces and it usually works against you but you can train it to work for you so as I woke into the realization that I am not the thoughts in my head like who I am, the essence of who I am, my identity is different to my thoughts and that I will have positive and negative thoughts. And that's okay because my mind is a battlefield, but I just have to train my mind to think more positive thoughts than negative thoughts and really start my journey of self-belief and confidence. And so that's how I started and evolved and just kept being intentional about training my mind for success. So yeah. And what was that pivotal moment? Was it like a light bulb switch where it's like, no, I need to take control of my life? Mm -hmm. What did that look like for you? It's a, actually a very interesting story. So I was at university and I was working late in one of the study rooms and I was leaving to go home and there was a girl coming in into the room holding a guitar and some like snacks and stuff. So I just held the door open for her. And she as she was walking and she was like, hi, um, I'm about to run a Bible study right now um do you want to join and like I had never been to a Bible study like hadn't been to church in like so long I just was not there in like faith and I was like again I don't know you like you know <laughs> and I was just expecting like some kind of kumbaya <laughs> type of vibe and I was just not in the mood for that <laughs> so I said to her like I'm really sorry but I'm quite tired so I think I'm just gonna go home and she was like oh okay but when you spend time with God he gives you strength and I was like Woo, okay <laughs> I was like all right God I heard ya I literally turned around and I went back into the room with her and I sat in this bible study and you'll never believe what the topic was about it was 
literally about how our mind is a battlefield of conflicting forces and thoughts um but in the bible it says like god gives us a spirit of like love of peace and of a calm mind and that we can take every single thought captive and really just submit that thought to god Mm. and that was the first time i had ever heard that i could control my mind no one had ever told me that before or i had never just heard it i don't know it's crazy like you would think it's such an important thing but no one really talks about it and so i literally burst into tears like and i literally went home like crying uncontrollably because i felt like for so many years i had struggled with this and it was just like god saw me and he knew exactly what i needed like how that is not a coincidence that the topic they were talking about was how you can control your mind and how god gives you strength to do that and i was like whoa and then i read a book called battlefield of the mind by joyce uh, meyer Um, yeah so she's a she's a pastor she's a really really famous pastor but that book as well then just took yeah so i had the awakening moment in that bible study at university and then the book really just laid the foundation and taught me all these new concepts and then it was now left to me to take it and run with it so I'm a very competitive person I like winning so when I heard that my mind is a battlefield I was like okay so we're winning this war how do I win this war by training my mind by increasing my knowledge by getting the tools by being intentional about building up my positive thoughts and so yeah so I like kind of made it a little game now I like that. Uh, <laughs> I never think to make more for a game I'm yeah quite like I love like self-development and working on myself but I never see it as an actual game mm. like oh I need to win this yeah because who's gonna lose not exactly me. not me yeah, I'm not trying not to lose <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah. um you spoke about how you was at a low point like with your self-esteem your body issues mm-hmm. do you feel like you have to go through those low points to be confident Mm. Um, do you feel like some? it just depends on your personality and who you are mm. um, what do you think on that? I think not that you have to go through it to be confident but I think life is a roller coaster mm. and another lie that society has sold us is that everything is meant to be perfect and mm. like look a certain way and be a certain way um, and especially as a Christian like I thought okay as long as I believe in God he'll make everything go according to my plan like that's great but that is not what <laughs> you know that it's is not what faith right? is yeah life is a roller coaster and so I'm never always gonna feel confident like literally just a few days ago I was sitting in my bed crying like but it's like you go through these ups and downs but the most important thing is to keep moving forward um and just never give up and actually you know to be confident you need to be tested it's like I I posted a quote um I think it was last week but it was like a lot of people want to be strong and resilient but they don't want to go through what it takes to be strong and resilient like you like for example physical strength you get strong by lifting weights and then you build up your resilience and you're stronger like if every single thing in your life went according to plan 
how would you know you were brave or courageous or resilient? Like, how would you know you could get through difficult situations if you never faced difficult situations? So, yeah, I guess how would you be confident if you've never felt insecure or been in situations where your self-doubt is being tested or, you know? So I would say you do have to go through these things. It builds on your confidence, you know, Um, because in trying times you want to be able to like stand up and say okay I've been through this difficult situation but I'm gonna keep believing in myself and pushing forward yeah I love that and also you spoke about how there's the ups and downs you know you yourself last week you know it was a moment of maybe your confidence wasn't on its 100 but Mm -hmm. it might have been on 80 Mm -hmm. I think sometimes when we look at certain things that we want to be like oh I want to be confident I want to be authentic I want to do this I want to do that we feel like it must be always 100 that Mm, feeling mm -hmm. how do you allow yourself to process and feel Mm. um and give yourself like grace to be like okay today i'm Mm, not feeling mm -hmm, 100 mm -hmm. i'm just and i'm gonna accept that and you're allowed to feel that way yeah how do you process those emotions and give yourself permission Mm. to feel that way yeah because i think there's a massive unawareness that you can feel both you can feel confident yeah and you can feel some days not confident yeah How do you manage those both emotions and still thrive in both settings? Yeah, I love that. Um, And for me, another one of my big um, foundational principles is that my feelings are not my identity. Ooh. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. That literally made my tummy like, I really? love that. <laughs> Yeah, so. One more time. <laughs> my feelings are not my identity. I love Right? So your feelings are not your identity. So feelings are, see them as events, right? There's a starting point and an ending point. And it happens and life moves on and the feeling comes and it goes. Whereas... Your identity, the essence of who you are is love, is magic, is greatness, is all of these amazing things, right? Uniqueness. And so that does not change. That is the foundation of who you are. That is a universal truth for every single human being. Anyone listening to this, if you've ever doubted it, the truth is that there is greatness within you. Like you are loved, you are unique. No one can change that or take that away. And so in those moments when I'm feeling down, I realize like it's so easy to form, like make sadness part of your identity. Yeah. You know, cause literally when I was just literally sad, like crying, I was like, okay, I'm crying. I'm feeling sad, but I'm not a sad person. Mm. Like sadness is not my identity. This is not who I am. This is something I'm experiencing and it's going to end. And a lot of people make feelings who they are rather than what they're experiencing. That's so important. So important. So important. Yeah. So when I'm feeling down, I know this is an experience that is going to end sooner or later it might go on for longer than i expect (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah like it's like i'm done with this now like when is this gonna end you know but that's that's how you make peace with it you'd be like okay i acknowledge that i'm feeling this way and i literally have to just sit and let myself relax and i envision the feeling leaving me so i sit and literally be like 
this is not who I am, but I acknowledge I'm feeling this way and I'm just going to let the feeling flow out of my body and invite good and positive energy to come into me. I remember one thing that I learned. I used to resist feelings Mm, all the time. mm -hmm. And especially when I needed to take downtime, I'd resist, I'd be frustrated by it, then I'd get Mm, ill, then mm -hmm, I'd be frustrated mm -hmm, by that. mm -hmm. And I always used to know if I just, it took about three days for me to get a grip and be like, you're resisting why mm. just make peace just rest yeah. just be still and I always found that it passed so much faster mm-hmm. and I had to learn how to not resist yeah how would you say you don't what's your top tip for not resisting for not resisting your emotions just sitting down and letting it leave you yeah and then inviting so focus on what you want rather than what you don't want so a lot of the times when we're feeling all these things we're like i don't want this um and the the resistance right and it's just like this like this sucks this is so annoying and you're just focusing on what you don't want whereas yeah on the negative whereas why don't you focus on how you do want to feel you want to feel happy you want to feel loved you want to feel appreciated and focus on that energy um and what you can do so i've actually practiced changing my states so that i know when i'm in a bad mood i know i need to do this this and this immediately to get myself out of that mood so one of the things i do will be to just sit and breathe for a second and let it pass another thing you can do is music music is an amazing mood changer so if you're in a bad mood, there's just some songs you put on and you just have to yeah. dance. Like you, feel happy you just feel so happy and dancey and singy. Yeah. And it's just like the mood is trying to keep you back, but you're just like, oh no, this is my job. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're feeling better. Um, and then also just like watching maybe a funny video or apparently just like looking up at the ceiling and smiling. Yeah. I've heard is a really good mood changer because you can't be angry and smile at the same time. Try. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah. We're not angry, so we but, can't. <laughs> yeah, we can't do it right now. But, yeah. but also a lot of, a lot of people might say, well, when I'm angry, I'm not, I'm not in the mood to feel happy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's when your, your brain has to override your emotions and actually move you away from those feelings. So also your thoughts lead to your feelings and your feelings lead to the actions that you take. So if you're feeling a certain way that's negative, check your thoughts. So go back and think, okay, I'm feeling this way. What is going through my head? What am I thinking? And actually just pause and reflect on your thoughts and you'll see that there's something there maybe it was like fear anxiety there's something in there that maybe is causing that feeling within you so then try and change your thoughts yeah I love that because I feel like what you spoke about is like creating a toolkit or Mm -hmm. a go-to little bible for yourself that's like okay when I feel like this yeah I must do this yeah because it's easy to feel a certain way and not to have anything put in place and then you're kind of like stuck in this like well what do I do with this feeling yes but if you can actionize those with like what you said yeah still it makes it easier to be like, okay, I feel like this. Mm-hmm. Now I must do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really, really like that. So those are like the winning strategies I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. we have strategies for everything in life. You know, imagine being at your organization with no like strategies for dealing with like maybe a challenging situation yeah. or strategies for like delivering on a project, you know? 
treat your mind, treat your life the exact same way. So I have all these little winning strategies because like I said, you have to train your mind. It's not going to, your default is in positivity. It's not going to automatically think, oh, I'm in a bad mood. I need to go listen to some music. (laughs) No, that's we're human. We don't think like that naturally. But if you do it once and again and again and again, you begin to train your brain. So immediately, once you're in a bad mood, your brain is going, listen to good music, listen to good music. Yeah, it becomes a habit. And then before you know it, you're programming your mind for success and you're taking your life to the next level. I love that. And I love in the quote at the beginning, you spoke about doing the work. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that people forget or they're unaware of, to Mm -hmm. be honest, as Mm -hmm. well, that this mind training being confident being positive just anything is work and you spoke about these strategies yeah and you have to be dedicated to that cause right 100%, yeah yeah and it goes to what you're saying about how if you see it as a game you want to win at the mm-hmm, game so you're mm-hmm. gonna put in the so work you're gonna put in the, in the work yeah. yeah i really like that yeah it's just like the small steps you take every single day it's not about the big flashy things like doing public speaking for the first time or something that'll make you feel super confident in yourself it's more like every morning when you wake up what are you doing Mm -hmm. and it's those things you do every single day that build up to those mega moments rather than just the one time you maybe got a job and you felt super confident that confidence is not going to last you your whole time at the job Mm -hmm. you know but if you have daily practices that you can do that's what's going to last you the whole journey. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, if you can see these things as like rituals to you as mm-hmm. well, like it starts to become like a personal, a personal thing. Yeah. So I just want to take it back because you spoke about experiencing your self-esteem, body issues. And I feel like a lot of self-worth and self-value is at the core of how you fix your confidence. How do you put the strategies in place to start knowing okay I clearly see I've got low self-esteem I clearly see there's these areas lacking mm-hmm. what would you say is the first step so um the first step is definitely looking at your strengths so we all have strengths so whether anyone feels like they're good for nothing or not you have strengths I have a list of questions so I do like one-to-one coaching sessions and I have a list of questions that I ask um people to get their strengths out of them because when you ask people about their strengths they're looking left they're looking right they're looking at heaven hoping like god just dropped something down no but when you tell them like what are your weaknesses they're like oh my gosh i'm always late i'm so bad at this i'm a terrible cook like nobody likes me and it's like they are wrapping out these weaknesses and i'm like if you know your weaknesses more than you know your strengths you're going to live your life out from a place of weakness because Mm. that's all that's playing over and over and over in your head so the key is to know your strengths figure those out ask yourself these important questions like what comes natural to you like how do you enjoy helping other people like what energizes you things like that when you know your strengths you can then start building a new narrative from those strengths so what i do is like okay let's say i have a limiting belief let's say i have a thought that says i'm bad at public speaking yeah if you don't know your strengths if you don't think of anything good about yourself when that voice comes you're so bad at public speaking you're so bad at public speaking you have you have nothing else to say to it. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to be like, oh my God, yeah, I'm bad at public speaking. Like maybe I shouldn't do this. Like this was a mistake. 
Whereas if you do know your strengths and a voice comes to me and says, oh, you're bad at public speaking, I can be like, no, I'm not bad at public speaking because I've spoken to over 780 young women across four countries um, across the world. Like I've done this, I've done that. Um, I've been praised for my communication skills, blah, 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 blah. And I just start spitting out all these strengths, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then the negative voice is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller because I have my strengths and I've come with a comeback, you know? So you can't create that narrative, those strengths, if you don't first know what your strengths are. Like you can't come up with your comeback for your negative thoughts if you don't know what your strengths are. So step one is know your strengths, figure out what you love about yourself. Start, write down a list of all your limiting beliefs on one side and then come up with some new narratives on the other side. That's so important. I love that. Changing the narrative on everything you've known. For some people, everything they've known their whole entire yeah. life. And that's a big a big journey in mm-hmm, itself, right? Mm-hmm. I want to know as well, do we as society create a description of what we feel confidence is? For example, is a shy person not confident? Or are they just generally mm. not their personality type? They're shy. How do you separate mm. what's personal to you and confidence? And what society deems as confidence. And do you actually think you need to? I think there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. Mm. And I think a lot of times society sees real confidence as arrogance rather than just natural confidence for what it is. Confidence is about having a deep belief in yourself and in your abilities and being unapologetic about how you show up in the world. I love that. So you can be shy, but really believe in yourself. You know, like not everybody's a people person and that's totally fine. You know, you could be a creative um, and you're super confident in your work, but maybe when it comes to like social events, like it's just really not your thing and you're not confident in those kind of situations. So I think it's definitely a skill that you can grow and build it's not something like oh you have it or or you don't and I don't think your personality will determine whether you're confident or not so I think it's something like if it's something you want it's just something you build up and you believe and you own it and that's it so you can be an introvert and still be confident you can be an extrovert and actually have fake confidence you know or you can have real confidence and then going back to around the arrogance thing so I think a lot of people see confidence as arrogant and society especially uses that you know that pressure between the not the pressure but the contrast between the two words to actually stop a lot of women from being confident so women don't want to be seen as arrogant as you know cocky and all of these kind of things but how can believing in yourself be a bad thing how I agree Arrogance is when you think you're the best and you have no room for learning and you think everybody else is terrible while you're the one on top and you're not trying to help anyone. You're not trying to support anyone. You're just like, I'm at the top, I'm the best and everybody else is is crap. Whereas confidence is like, I'm great and you're great too in your own way and your greatness doesn't affect my greatness because we're both great and it's like okay how can I use my greatness to help somebody else and to help someone else like build their confidence or to support or grow somebody else you know Mm -hmm. so 
If you believe in yourself, don't be shy about that. Like actually own it. If you love yourself and you're like, you're happy with who you are and and your journey, own that. Don't shrink yourself to make somebody else feel more comfortable. You need to show up in the world as your full self because that will give other women and other people permission to do that too. And showing up as your most authentic self, what does that look like to you? For me, it's openness and love in a way that's like I will show my good days and I'll show my bad days and it's it's not just me wanting to talk about every single thing that happens to me but it's to show that the human journey isn't just a straight road and that is what authenticity means to me like it's me showing that my life is not perfect. There's ups and there's downs, but I'm going to keep moving forward. So on my Instagram, I actually have a whole section called struggles to yeah, just... I've watched them. Yeah, they're really good, by the way, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Like, just so people don't come on and see my feed and like, oh my gosh, she makes videos. She's so confident. Da, da, da. Yes, I'm a confident person, but I also have my days when I'm frustrated and impatient and sad. I'm feeling like I'm a failure and things like that. And I I love that because it goes back to the original point of how you were saying that it's a journey and mm-hmm. like confidence isn't just this straight and narrow road yeah it's this you know building bricks of your life and then sometimes you might have to take a step and pause mm-hmm. so I really think that they go hand in hand um yeah what does confident and killing it mean to you oh no one's ever asked me really Uh, no one's ever asked me that so confident and killing it means being awake to my worth and to my truth and loving myself enough and believing myself enough to take action in life and to yeah to take action in life on my dreams and live the life that I truly desire so it means speaking up I'm being unapologetic about it. It means showing up as my full self, not um, not putting on a fake facade of what I want the world to see. It means thinking positively and just not having my default as negativity. But when I enter a situation, I'm coming in with a next level energy that says, I'm going to kill this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to just come into this situation and I'm going to boss it. Why would I want to think anything else? How does that serve me? It doesn't. So in every situation, I'm going to believe that I'm more than capable to boss it in life I and just, that. yeah, believe in the greatness within me. I love confident and killing it because for me, I feel like it's just a mantra. <laughs> like, I love yeah, mantras. Yeah. I love affirmations. I think they're so, for me personally, I think yeah. everyone's different, but they're a massive part in like how... I keep my energy levels up, my positivity mm-hmm. up, my confidence up. Mm-hmm. I know if I go too long without repeating affirmations or listening to positive words, mm-hmm. it really affects me. So confident and killing it to me is just like the go-to mantra when you're just like, you know, you're going to be confident and yeah. you're going to kill it. Yeah. And like what you said before about your feelings, regardless of your feelings, because mm-hmm. that's not your identity, yes. guys. <laughs> so many gems. Uh, so great. talk to me about the journey to creating confident and killing it Mm -hmm. and your brand how did that did you know you was going to be in this position maybe two five years ago yeah so once I had that awakening and I started reading loads of books I was like why are people not reading this too you know Mm -hmm. like hello 
I need to like share this. So that's what I'm saying. Like the difference between confidence and arrogance. I wasn't like, I need to keep all of this to myself. I'm like, I need to share this with the world so they can learn too. And I was also somebody who people came to a lot for advice and things like that. So I just had this natural, like giving, growing energy towards people. And so it's one of your gifts. Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, and so I always knew I was going to do something, but I didn't know what it was going to look like. So initially it was called your wake up because I wanted to wake mm. people up. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what I was thinking. Like if I do something, I want it to be called your wake up because I want to wake people up. And so I was volunteering at church with like the youth group and I was running a workshop for them. This is just like, it was just a, a female empowerment workshop that my church used to put on called Shine. And I asked each one of them what they wanted to get out of the workshop and they all wrote it down on a piece of paper. And so when I got home, I opened up all the different pieces of paper, so excited to see what they had said, you know? Um, So the first one was like, I wish I was more confident. And I was Mm. like, okay, fine. So this is a room of about 20, 16 to 17 year old girls. Okay. Okay. The second one, again, I wish I was more confident. The third one, I wish I loved myself more. The fourth one, wow. I want to learn to unleash my inner Beyonce. The fifth I love that one, one. <laughs> I know. I love that. Like, but essentially, all of them said in one way or the other, I want to believe in myself more. Mm-hmm. I want to love myself more and be more confident. And I was like, I literally just sat there crying on my living room floor because I was like, how can another generation of young women be growing up and confidence is their number one issue? Like, this is not okay. And I literally had a fire burning in my heart. And so I just took my phone and I recorded a video on Instagram um, about how important it is to love and believe in yourself. Um, and this was about three years ago. And I just kept making video after video, like just once a month, like it wasn't anything serious. And for a year, I was just making like videos on like different topics and things like that because I got really good feedback from the first one and then one day I was talking to my mom so it had been a year of just me just making videos on Instagram really and then I was talking to my mom and I was like how funny would it be like if I just put on an event like I want to see if my Instagram followers are real like would they show up in real life bear in mind I had never done an event before I had never done any like public speaking really and she was like yeah I think that's a great idea let's try it and I was like okay like how many people do you think will come like 30 she was like come on dream a little bit bigger like maybe 50 like you never know and I was like okay fine we'll go for 50 and so I just created a poster literally in like a few days I remember seeing that post I think that's the first time I came across you because that picture is just stunning I think it's the first event and you're kind of in a poise oh no 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 honey that that is that's me public like polished coming out with the brand the first ever one yeah this is 2017 um yeah this is in 2017 and I it was just like a yellow poster with like some flowers on it and like event location details and things like that and I was just like emailed to RSVP and I got 200 emails yeah in the space of like three days yeah and I thought I was gonna get 30 like crazy so I was like whoa there's clearly demand for this Mm -hmm. and so the first event was called confident and killing it so initially my idea was to have different themed events throughout the year but the first one would be 
confident and killing it self-love 101 type of thing so i did the event my first ever event was amazing got such great feedback but everywhere i went people started calling me confident and killing it so i was like you know what i just have to change the business name to confident and killing it like that's the brand Yeah. yeah so it, it never occurred to me that that is what I would lead with. Like, I was more about your wake up. But then I was just like, you know what? There's something catchy here. I'm just going to change the whole thing. So then I was like, okay, now it's called Confident and Killing It. And then in January of 2018, I checked the Instagram handle and it was free. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> And I checked the domain, <laughs> like a lot of press. I checked the domain. It was free as well. I bought it. I was like, yes, that is mine. And then I was like, okay, I need to start putting out some more content and be really consistent about it um, and create a website so that when I'm reaching out to brands and things for events, like I look really professional. Um, so yeah, and so I started working on that. And then also I did user workshops. So I got a group of girls in a room and I did a co-creation workshop essentially so I was like tell me like what are the biggest issues you you're struggling with um when you think of confident and killing it what do you think of tell me the words so we were like putting sticky notes around the room and things like that and so then I was able to build the narrative of what confident and killing it means what it's here to do um the mission and the vision and all of that sort of things I love that I feel like that even kind of emphasizes the the community around that yeah exactly um and community has to be at the heart um of everything that i do because i'm here to serve a group of young women so if i go off on my own agenda and that's not helping anyone that like there's no point in any of this so i need to make sure always that i'm understanding what are young people's biggest issues and creating content to meet those needs and to help them through these very pivotal moments in their life. And where were you in all of that in your personal journey? Was you feeling the fear and doing it anyway? Was you overcoming personal fears? Or was you that clear with the purpose that you just was like clear vision tunnel, knew what you had to do? Mm. Was there a mixed feelings? I think deep down, I knew this was what I was meant to be doing. Because, funny enough, so I was I was living in Oxford, um, like twenty seventeen. In Oxford was where I ran the workshops, and I used to work in an engineering company in Oxford, and then volunteer with the young people in on Friday evenings. Anyways, the day I quit my job in Oxford, and I went to my youth group um, to run one of the sessions there. They were like, T.Y., your energy was crazy today. Like, you were on fire. Like, what did you do today? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I quit I my job. That. So I took notice of what gave me energy and what took my energy away. I could be at my work nine till six, feel super dead, drained, exhausted, and run into a workshop and have the most energy mm-hmm. in the world and literally turn my whole day my whole mood into a full 360 and that's when I knew this is what makes me come alive this is what sets my heart on fire this is what I'm meant to be doing with my life so I've always known that this is what I'm meant to be doing and so I've had to use that to push through the fear 
um, and the negative thoughts sometimes. So yeah, when I put on an event and I wasn't sure if people were going to come or not, you know, it was scary. But then I was like, you know what? I'm meant to be doing this and it will all work out. And my mom sent me a really funny text. That, well, it's not funny, actually. It was beautiful. So literally last week when I was like in bed crying my eyes out, I woke up the next day and my mom sent me a text and I'll read it to you because it's just like, I, I want to use the exact words she says. So she said... You are the master planner and expert executioner of God's plans. Wow, one more time. You are the master planner and expert executioner of God's plans. So I was like, whoa, I'm an executioner of mm. God's plans. Like I'm executing God's, God's plan, plan and I'm an expert at that. Mm. And that just gave me so much peace because I was like, this is not my plan. It's God's plan. So if this is what he wants in life, if he wants his daughters to be awake to their worth, to know themselves, to love themselves, he will find a way to make it happen. Yeah. I don't have to worry about whether people are going to show up or not, or whether um, they're going to have a good time. Like, I don't have to worry about any of that. I just have to worry that I show up, you know, that I don't let fear get in the way. And when I show up, I'm just like, okay, God, you know, just lead me, like speak to me, be here. You know, whoever needs to be in the room, make sure they're in the room. Yeah. I don't need to worry because if it's his work, if it's his plan, it will evolve and happen whichever way he wants it to. And I just need to make sure that I'm facilitating it. Like I'm stewarding it and bringing mm -hmm. it to life because um, he's doing it through me. Mm -hmm. So that has really taken the pressure off the fear and any kind of anxiety that might have come. Kind of makes yeah. you egoless in the sense of going back yeah. to the point because you're operating in a point where you're like, you know that this is for the greater, greater good of the world and people and women. And God is the higher power that you're bowing down to. I absolutely love that. Um, yeah. I love that you read a message from your mum. <laughs> I think that's really beautiful. I'm a big believer of um, people around you. It's yes. so important to have them uplifting you. Yes. Or reliable, positive energy. But still knowing that everyone's journeying. You know, it can't always be as positive. Mm -hmm. But how important is keeping those people around you like your mum with such uplifting messages mm -hmm. do you find that quite important to your your lifestyle your life yeah 100% everyone needs cheerleaders around them mm -hmm. like my mum has and my dad as well to be honest like my family were just such encouragers mm -hmm. like I got invited to a women in leadership roundtable um, by this magazine called Magnify and oh, yeah, 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 I like them. yeah they're, they're really cool yeah. and the first thing I said was, what? Like, how am I a leader? You know, like, I'm no CEO. Like, I don't own, like, yeah, I have confidence in killing it, but it's a side hustle. Like, I did not see myself as a leader. And then I messaged my mom, like, oh, mom, I just got invited to women in leadership, like, round table. Like, how am I even a leader? And she was like, what? Mm. Are you kidding? <laughs> you have started a whole movement of self-love in your generation. Like, you are waking people up. You are an amazing planner and executioner. You have a vision. People have bought into your vision. You're bringing people up. I was like, whoa, is that me? Okay, that's me. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? And she was like, go on YouTube and research John Maxwell laws of leadership and I did and I was like oh my gosh I'm ticking all of these boxes yeah. I'm a leader 
leader. So you don't have to be a CEO to be a leader. But it took my mom saying all of those things about me to help me see them about myself. So who you surround yourself with is so important. I love that. Because you can't do this journey on your own. And there will be days. It's so (laughs) tough, you know? (laughs) Like, there will be days when you're like, I'm nothing, I'm worthless, I'm giving up. And then you need somebody else who sees that greatness in you to be able to, like, champion you on and encourage you to, like, get you back up on your feet, you know? So I think you, if you don't, please prioritize like getting friends who really care about you and want to see you win and not friends who just like are there for just the fun and not there in the hard times yeah so so awakening to your truest self you have your cheerleaders around you you put in the work to maintain your mindset Mm -hmm. positive outcome Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. input is there anything else that you do that you feel like is crucial to your own well-being that plays a part in how you operate on a day-to-day life? Yeah, so I journal um, and I keep receipts of my accomplishments. I thought you wrote receipts of all my shopping. Okay, let's see where this goes. No, no, I love no. That. I keep receipts of my accomplishments. Yeah, so, so um, I mean, a lot of people might think I'm quite vain for this, no. but I don't care. I scroll through my Instagram. Like, if I'm feeling down, I'll look at my own page and be like, damn like i'm doing a thing out here like i'm i'm making this video i'm putting on this event i'm replying to this dm like i uh, i'm working here so like those days remind me or like if i'm feeling really ugly i'll go and look at a buff picture of myself i'm like look you did it you can do it again like (laughs) you know you're buff like stop stop thinking that oh just because you have a spot your world is over that kind of thing so i like I have to be my own cheerleader sometimes. And you can't just do that by thinking it. You actually have to like maybe go and look through your CV or look at your accomplishments. Or I'll read through feedback from people who've been to my talks to remind myself that I can actually do this. Um, And then the journaling is just kind of like really therapeutic and just writing down like my feelings and like my visions and goals and things like that. I love that. I love journaling as well. It's one of my recent, um, mm. maybe the last two years. Yeah. But I find it so, I was like, what did I do before? Like, where did all these thoughts <laughs> I go? Know, it's I actually know. worrying. Yeah. Like, where did they sit in your head? Yeah. How do you deal with comparison? If you deal with comparison. Mm. In terms of as well, because someone told me when I started podcasting, understand your, your weaknesses. Mm. But if you find that when you listen to other podcasters, you mm. doubt yourself, mm. stop listening. Because you've studied too much that you then become mm. worthless in your studying. So I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like a technique that I was like, oh, I would never have thought of that by myself. Mm. But if comparison is something you deal with, how do you overcome it? Mm. And being in the world that you are in leading, building your community, your mm-hmm, brand, mm-hmm. coaching, mm-hmm. workshops. Mm-hmm. How do you make sure you know I'm Tiwa? Yeah. And no one here is like me. Yeah. What I offer is my truth. Yeah. Um, it's it's really difficult to be very honest. Um, so I really struggled with comparison like my whole life. It was, if it was my body, it was something else. Mm. It was this, it was that. It wasn't until I realized like my life is more than my body, like what I have to offer the world is more than my looks and my body that I actually began 
a process of healing and love for my body and stopped mm. comparing my body to other people. I also have the occasional, like, oh my gosh, she's so lucky. She doesn't have to work <laughs> out and she looks so good. But then I'm like, you know what? Every journey is mm. different. And then another thing with comparison is that you often compare the worst of yourself to the best of other people. Mm. So like with my sister, I just thought her body was the best thing ever. And I thought my body was the worst thing ever. And that's what I picked. But I overlooked things like I'm super organized and, you know, I'm a really good planner and like really great at talking to people. Mm. And whereas she wasn't that great at talking to people and being out there, she's a lot better now, but she was quite, you know, an introvert when she was younger. So I wasn't looking at what was great about me and bad about her. I was only looking at what was bad about me and great about her. So another thing is like understanding that you're busy comparing yourself to something else or somebody else, but they're looking at you and being like, oh my gosh, like, I really love her kindness or I really love how she helped me with something or like how she was there for me. And I was like, it's such a waste of your thought energy to be thinking like, oh, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. Oh, they have it so good. Is that like, no, I want to use my thoughts for better things yeah. than like, you know, bringing myself down and feeling resentful to other people. Also, you can never win with comparison. You can never win. It's a lose game because mm-hmm. you always feel worse off after it. Like you never compare yourself and be like, oh yeah, like, you know, for me, if I'm seeing something that somebody else is doing, first of all, in the female empowerment space, there's like so many female empowerment brands, you know, so many. And I really struggled with kind of like what makes me confident and killing it different to like somebody else. And like, why do they have to be my competitors? Like we're all here trying to make the world a better place for women. Why do I have to see them as competition in quotes? And, you know, so I've kind of just like, not really looking at any competitors to be honest I don't see them as competitors I had to change the narrative around that because if I see them as competitors I will feel insecure because they're all bigger than my brand you know they're all bigger they're all more established you know and I'm still like up and coming trying to grow my stuff everybody's in a different place in their journey and I don't know what their beginning days were like I should compare my beginning days with their beginning days if I'm going to compare something but I don't know what it was like so why should I compare my beginning days to somebody who's been in this career for 20 years it makes no sense. It actually makes no sense. <laughs> I love that so much. I feel like you dropped so many gems in there. <laughs> narrative. That one was important. Yeah. You have to, right? Yeah. You spoke about how you suffered from body issues. Where did that stem from? I don't know. I guess the media, I would say. I guess TV mm. and magazines and like society thinking tall, skinny, mm. you know that's attractive light-skinned attractive Mm -hmm. and I wasn't tall I'm not skinny I've got muscle I'm built you know so I always wanted and like skinny long legs was like my dream but it was like I'm not like I'm thick like my legs are thick like I've got thighs you know and it's like I can't I can't change that because I was really sporty when I was younger yeah yeah yeah. so I did a lot of swimming and running and things like that so naturally I'm 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 quite a fit person um and so I just didn't like my body because I felt like I had to work so hard to get to this ideal that really I can never reach because that is just not how my body is built. And I would see other people who could eat whatever they wanted 
and they would be stick thin. And so I got really angry at my body as I would like, you know, like not, not eat for the longest. And then it's just like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, so that kind of resentment came from looking at what society deems best and beautiful and having an obsession over that. And then looking at my body and not seeing that in myself. Yeah. Is that why it became important for you to be like, I want to own my truth and kind of take the control back instead of being like, okay, if society deems that as their standard of what I should look like, I want to control my own and let me put out what I want to put out. And is that why your Instagram page in that sense um, is quite important to you? Because you do, like, you generally put out your truth. Yeah. But not in a thought, like... I find sometimes when people put up too much of the struggle, it can be unauthentic Mm. because it feels like you're trying too hard. Mm. But I feel like your page just oozes the authenticity because it feels very natural. Mm. There's no force behind it. I feel like you speak your brand. You live it. I've met you numerous (laughs) times now. I know that for a fact. Um, I didn't even think there was a point there. I think I to say that to you. <laughs> Thank you. And I think on that note, I'm going to end this episode. Oh. And I've had the best time talking Thanks. to you. I feel like behind the, the mic on this side, I've just been like smiling, <laughs> nodding, like, yeah. yes. Yeah, um, which is amazing. great. Thank you so much. Thank and you where for can everybody me. find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram um, at Tiwalola. So T-I-W-A-L-O-W-L-A. Um, if you want to know more about Confident and Killing It, you can check our website, which is just www.confidentandkillingit.com. And all the information is there about my talks and events and stuff. Sign up to my mailing list because I do like exclusive content and blog posts and like early bird tickets to events and things like that. Um, so yeah that's... and it's good content guys yeah and sure. what's next for you so I quit my full time job Fine. yes um, to focus on this yeah for like put all my energy into confident and killing it so I'm so excited for next year because I actually don't have anything planned <laughs> but I just know it's going to be an incredible yeah, year yeah that this yeah. is what you have to do exactly you've already been building it yes exactly the work. so now it's just about people finally catching up with me yeah <laughs> yeah and i hope you enjoyed this episode guys and if you want to continue the conversation please go find tiwa you can also come find me at naomi Embassy. and yeah i hope you enjoy it yeah <laughs>